From the WTMJ Breaking News Center, it is breaking news this afternoon. The Milwaukee Bucks confirming that they have parted ways, their words, parted ways with longtime coach Mike Budenholzer. Uh, we'll get that statement to you coming up here in just a second. Uh, Sandy Max is here. Bob Brainerd is here. Gabe Neitzel is here from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Debbie's got your roads. We'll get to that in just a second. All right, thanks for being here, everybody. Here's the statement from the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks have parted ways with head coach Mike Budenholzer. The decision to make this change was very difficult, said Bucks general manager John Horst. Bud helped lead our team to four or five incredible seasons, to the Bucks' first title in 50 years, and into an era of sustained success. We're grateful for the culture of winning and leadership that Bud helped create in Milwaukee. This is an opportunity for us to refocus and re-energize our efforts as we continue building toward our next championship season. Before we bring Gabe in here, uh, give us some perspective, Bob. Record, history. How did Bud do as a guy here in Milwaukee? He did very well. A uh, record of two sixty nine and one twenty. That's in the five years as the head coach of the Bucks. He took the team to the conference finals twice. Took him to the conference semifinals twice. Of course, won the NBA championship in twenty twenty one. But the nail in the coffin, if you will, was losing in the first round, and and not just losing in the first round, but to a Miami Heat team that was struggling. With a team that was built by John Horse, it was constructed to win another NBA championship. So if you get to the conference semifinals or the conference finals again and you fall short, okay, maybe Bud continues and maybe the Bucks continue and they just retool. But by losing in the first round, something had to go down, and it was the head coach in this case. I think this is one of those stories, Gabe, where we're maybe not stunned that it happened, but when it happens, you're a little surprised. Like, wow. That just went down. What's your take on Coach Bud being released a week after the Bucks are eliminated from the playoffs? Yeah, it's and, and folding the, the human element into it as well. When Darvin Ham last week let everybody know that Mike Budenholzer was dealing with a, a family member, his brother who had passed away, and figuring out how, how that all figures into here. But given not just losing in the first round, but the way that it had happened, blowing a 12-point lead with six minutes left in Game 4, which... Prior to that, 419 NBA teams in the playoffs had a 12-point lead with six minutes left. They won those games. That streak came to an end the night before the Bucks played that game when the Hawks came back and beat the, uh, the Celtics. Uh, and then they were up 16 points heading into the fourth quarter of Game 5, and, and they couldn't close that one out. So it's, you know, and, and the timeouts that were left on the table, especially in Game 5, there were a lot of questions this time around I think you could make about coaching decisions and things that happened within the game, whereas last year... It just seemed, okay, you didn't have your second-best player. You took the team in the Boston Celtics that represented the Eastern Conference in the finals. You took them all the way to seven games, gave them a heck of a series. And this year, because of the way it went, and those losses I think can be deemed embarrassing, I think that's what ends up leading to coaches losing But nothing happens in a vacuum. So I find myself wondering, it was a terrible performance, and he was clearly outcoached in a couple of those games Mm -hmm. or, or wasn't at the best of his game. But you didn't have Giannis for some of those games. We find out now that his brother died. This is a Bucks organization that we know a lot of the guys in charge, and they're good men mm-hmm. and women, and it's a good organization. But there must be things that we don't really know and discussions that were happening when you put that all together. That, yeah, it was an eight beating a one, the eight beating our one. But to let him go after the success he had, what do we not know? Well, I mean, again, I think it, it comes down to postseason success. I mean, he had the best re- in the regular season over the last five years with Mike Budenholzer in charge. The Bucks have the most regular season wins, and it's not particularly close of any NBA franchise. However, their postseason success, you know, they made it to a, a conference finals, you know, in 2019. They were up 2 nothing in that series. Yeah. Lost four games in a row. Yeah. 
they the way they lost in the bubble in five games to the Miami Heat. And, you know, they were very close to losing that series against the Nets. So I, I think there are some things in the postseason that maybe didn't go the Bucks the way the Bucks wanted to. And they realized that in, in, in terms of this core that they have, Drew Holiday's not exactly young. Don't know what's going to happen with Brooke Lopez, but he's 35 years old. He's a free agent. Chris Middleton is, you know, in his 30s as well. So in terms of trying to win another championship with this core without having to sit, hit the reset button with Giannis, it's kind of a tight window, so you have to make tough decisions in, in cases like this. Well, it sort of seems like there's a two-year window. You know, when the Bucks built Pfizer Forum and it was all steam ahead, we want to bring the world championship here. So Bud wins awards in 2019. We get to 2021, and that Game 7 of the Brooklyn Nets where Kevin Durant's foot is what won the Bucks the game. But I remember very strongly being at a Bucks party where everybody was like, this is Bud's last game. They lose, he's canned. Mm-hmm. They win. Yay! The whole city goes nuts because we get the world championship in 2021. Now, here we are in 2023, which, if you ask me, number one seed. The Bucks didn't have a bad season, so but tell you what, you didn't perform in the playoffs, so you get cut. Is Do you think it's an aggressive Bucks schedule that they want to win? Oh, 100%. It, it's, it's 100%. They want to take advantage of the core that they have with Giannis, and they want to try to get at least another one more championship. It's not, hey, we won one in 2021. We're happy. Now, you know, we had won one in 50 years. We're happy with just the one. This is a, an ownership group that has made it perfectly clear. Whether or not, you know, Mark Lazary is a part of it or not, which obviously he has now officially sold his stake in the team. But this is an ownership group that wants to be aggressive in terms of pursuing and winning championships. And when you have a star like Giannis, you want to collect as many as you can because you don't know when a star like Giannis is going to be back around. Bob, are you surprised? Not surprised. Only surprised at, at the timing. But here's the thing. Uh, if fans say this is really cold, especially, Gabe, you pointed out, you know, the, the human part with his brother passing tragically in the car accident. Uh, this is the business aspect of the NBA. And with the Milwaukee Bucks, you know darn well the next day, Brass was meeting saying, okay, wh- what are we going to do here going forward? If you are going to truly make a move, then you need to strike because there is a Nick Nurse out there. There are other candidates that are out there. If you don't do something, then there will be candidates that will go elsewhere and you may lose out. So if in your mind... The management said, we're going to make this move. Then don't wait. Make it. And they did. Bob Rayner, thank you. Uh, Gabe Neitzel, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, 7 to 9 on ESPN. Thank you for being with us, Gabe. We appreciate you sneaking in here. Yeah, anytime, guys. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. All right, if you are just getting into your car... You're just driving around. You probably saw it on your phone, but Coach Bud has been fired. The Bucks confirming the first news broke, and then it was only about 30 minutes later that the Buds, uh, excuse me, that the Bucks actually confirmed that Bud has been fired. Um, he's gone after how many years? Five years. Five years with the team. Five years with the team. He is out, and the Bucks are right now searching for their next guy. That'll be, of course, the next part of the story. I find myself wondering. If you're Giannis, who kind of even grew into more of a man during these past five years, if you're Middleton, who has a decision to make about staying with the team, or Brooke Lopez, if you're those guys, how you feel on a day like today, do you think Giannis was given heads up? I think he was. Um, I remember back when Bud was hired, and a lot of folks remember, Giannis, Chris Middleton, went to breakfast with Bud when the hiring... So if you brought... 
two of your cash cows in, two of your veterans in, two of your most important players in, just to make sure that they're hiring the right guy. I'm sure this at least Giannis. I don't know about Middleton, but at least Giannis, you know. We saw Aaron Rodgers kind of whine and complain when he was with the Packers. That, oh, you know, I didn't get to say. No one told me we were drafting Jordan Love. That played out very publicly. I think in the NBA, a lot of times guys like Giannis, LeBron, the biggest stars, the brightest stars, I think they're consulted a lot more in decisions like this. It's just not aired out in public. It's done in closed doors in offices. And even if Giannis didn't have a vote... And I would be surprised if he had a vote. Like if they decide, if Horst decided this is the direction we're going, I don't think Giannis probably could say, no, we're not. But at least be consulted. At least be kept in the loop. I mean, he's the franchise. He's the face of the team. He's the guy. I would hope that they've learned from other situations and he was in the loop. Yeah, being communicated with that is respect. Even if you're not going to have a sway on the decision, being included in that conversation is useful. And Giannis has also grown and matured in his NBA career and in his life. I remember when he was younger and Jason Kidd was let go by the Bucks, and Giannis had a bond with Jason Kidd, and Giannis wasn't happy, but Giannis was a younger, more impressionable kid, truly, at the time. I think now he he has evolved. Now he's going to have another head coach in his NBA yeah. journey, and, and I think Giannis now understands this is part of the journey. It's part of the business of basketball. Hey, let's... Uh... I'm sorry, go ahead. Know. Oh, I was just say this is the business of basketball. It seems like it's he's Coach Bud certainly had a positive influence since he got here in twenty eighteen. He did. He was on the fence there in twenty twenty one during that big Brooklyn Nets game. There were rumors of him being let go, but then obviously the world championship. And then here we are two years later where it's like we want to move, so we want to get the next star coach in here. Hey, uh, let's switch gears here. I tease that we were gonna talk to somebody in the weather center. It's meteorologist Brendan Johnson who is with us. Brendan, good afternoon. Yeah, hey guys, how you doing? We're doing all right. Uh, lead us through the next five days. What are we looking at? It looks pretty warm. Yeah, it certainly does. A uh, lot of uh, warm air that is, uh, really came into southeastern Wisconsin. We kind of held off on that lake breeze today, which was nice. But uh, looking at a partly cloudy sky tonight, a chance of a few showers up to our north over in Fond du Lac, Sheboygan counties, maybe a 20-30% chance of some rain. Low temperatures falling back into the mid-40s. As we roll into our Friday, uh, that slight chance of showers will continue to move northward, but uh, it will become a little bit more sunny tomorrow with highs in the mid-60s closer to the lakeshore. We could be up close to 70 farther in Slight chance for a couple of morning showers on our Saturday, mostly sunny otherwise. Again, mid-60s near the lake, low 70s inland, and partly cloudy and mild by Sunday. Could have a couple of showers and maybe a few rumbles of thunder moving from the west. Uh, We'll be into the low and mid-70s, depending on where you are. And Monday, mostly cloudy and mild. Chance for showers and storms, highs in the low 70s. But the going thing here over the next several days, cooler by the lake. Cooler by the lake. It's that time of year. Brendan Johnson, thank you. 544 WTMJ. What do you think about the Coach Bud firing? The old National Bank talking text lines, 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. How do you feel today? It's that simple. How are you feeling? Coach Bud, after five years, is out. Old National Bank, get old. Your calls, your texts, and Justin Garcia from the Bucks Radio Network with us live up next. Breaking news this afternoon. After five years, Coach Mike Budenholzer is out as head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks confirming that a couple of minutes ago in a very brief statement. Justin Garcia of the Bucks Radio Network is with us on the WTMJ Hotline. Good afternoon, Justin. Hey, John. How's it going? It's going all right. Um, you are closer to this team than anyone in the building here, anybody else on our team because of your role with the team. The most basic question is, were you surprised at today's news? 
Um, no, the, the sad reality is I was not surprised. I mean, when you, you're the one seed that carries lofty expectations and a first-round exit isn't what you were obviously aiming for. So I wasn't surprised there, especially when you couple with it the fact that in terms of their salary cap, the Bucks don't really have very many avenues to take in terms of reshaping the roster. When you lose in the first round, you can't just run it back. So the most obvious choice is to make a head coaching change. You know, I find myself thinking his, his brother died in the middle of the series. Giannis didn't play in a few games in the series. Maybe he needed to step away. Maybe he needed to take a timeout. Here's my question. Do you believe if he had done that and they still got bounced, he would still have his job today? Um, I mean, that's a tough question to answer. I would assume it, it doesn't really change anything. He found out about his brother's tragic passing at game four, so you were pretty deep into the series at that point, it's still the optics of it aren't going to change that this team has had the best record in the last five years that he's been there in the NBA, and you have one title to show from it. I, I know it's tough to win a championship. It's the hardest thing in sports. Um, but a first-round exit and the, the painful exit in the bubble in the second round, those are two things that unfortunately are just going to stick to him. Justin, you brought up a great point about the roster. There's not a whole lot of reconjiguring you can do. There, there, there's some they might be able to do. But do you think that letting Bud go, is, is this the beginning? Will there be more moves made player-wise to try to shake things up? Or do they just say, you know what, same roster basically, different voice? Well, I would be very surprised if it's it, because now the obvious question is who are you going to bring in here? And that's the tricky part is, you know, I think we knew what you had in Bud. And I do want to say, I hope, he's remembered fondly for what he did here, that he brought a culture of winning and took players like Giannis to the next level. His two MVPs came under Bud's watch and obviously the second title in franchise history and first in 50 years. So this is an important hire that you can't take a step backwards with a roster that's getting older. And with Giannis, that's a couple of years away from another decision of his own. So whoever it is they bring in, you're obviously going to have to try to tailor the roster with your players to fit whatever scheme they're going to run. But, you know, also it, it's a tough sell to say when you watch teams like the Celtics and the Knicks and the Heat and teams that are still alive and say, look, if we get past Miami, we feel pretty good because I think you've seen some flaws. So they will need to do some work to the roster. What they can actually do is going to be tricky because you have decisions to make on Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton who can become a free agent and I know a lot of Bucks fans will look at it and say, well, you, you got to get younger and just move on. It's not that simple with the way the cap works. That You let those guys walk, that's not $60 million you have to spend all of a sudden. So in terms of that, they can't really do a lot to change the roster. I don't think you're going to see anything major. It's just going to be more stuff on the margins and your role players and things like that that change. Let the record show that, uh, that uh, our, our guy over there, Use the word reconjiggering for the first time ever <laughs> yeah, on the show. Uh, Bob at five fifty used reconjiggering for the first time ever on this show. Well done, and uh, Justin, as the reconjiggering uh, moves forward, what do you think the timeline is to have a new coach in place? Considering the Bucks' ownership does seem to be aggressive and wants another world title, I think it's going to take some time because um, you don't know what's going to happen with other teams out there. So you're obviously going to wait to see 
if anything else happens in terms of, of other teams that are active in the playoffs now that would have an untimely exit or exit from the postseason. So I, I don't think you're going to see anything until the end of the season or close to it. There is a freeze on this once the NBA finals begin. But, you know, the tricky part of that, too, is you've got after the finals end about a week or so before the NBA draft comes and then it's free agency. And as I mentioned, whoever this coach is, is going to have a vision and you want to shape the roster around the way they want to play. So it is something that once you see everything that's available, you kind of have to speed it up here. Um, But if you're the Bucs, you know, this is still a job that is going to be sought after because you have Giannis on the roster and the expectations that, that come with that. So I would imagine you're going to wait until you see everything that's out there in terms of assistant coaches that have been given permission to interview. And again, if, if any other coaches that are active now somehow come free from their contracts. I'm assuming, Justin, and it's an assumption that Giannis was at least given a heads up. Do you think it's more likely he was given a heads up or he was actually consulted and they wanted to know how he felt about a possible change? Um, I would assume it's it's more of a mixture of the two of, look, here's where we're kind of at. And I mentioned, you know, Giannis isn't going to be a free agent this year or next year, but you start to get into the gray area where it's not necessarily the year you're coming up on your contract ending. It's two years in the NBA, and we're about a year away from that for, from Giannis. So they would involve him as much as possible. I know he even makes the final say on the hiring of Bud, but he was consulted with that as well, of look, here's here's what we're bringing in. We want you to meet with him. And I would assume there was more than just a casual meeting and letting Giannis know here's the direction that we're going in. I would think, Justin, that because this is a veteran team, the Bucks would lean on getting a veteran coach. Now, that could change. Charles Lee is on the staff. He's already being... Talked about as a possibility with the Detroit Pistons who want to interview him. Uh, Darvin Ham, who was on the Bucks staff and, of course, is the Lakers coach now, it, it, had he still been with the Bucks, you would just ought, probably assume that Darvin would take over the reins. But but I'm looking and I'm, I'm kind of speculating like you and everybody else that I would think veteran team, veteran head coach, wouldn't you think? Yeah, and, you know, the thing about that, too, is you actually you very rarely see – you know, somebody from that same staff promoted after the head coach is hired. Nick Nurse is the obvious example, uh, but he wasn't really long time on the staff of Dwayne Casey when the Raptors hired him. So I would assume, you know, Charles Lee, as you mentioned, is getting some looks elsewhere. But when you make this move, you're, you're trying to kind of reset things and move in a different direction. So I would be very surprised if it is Charles Lee. It's another knock on Charles Lee. I think they just want to move in a new direction. And same with Darvin Ham was on the staff. So now, as you mentioned, a veteran guy, you want to look to a guy that has won a championship or is a championship caliber coach. There's a couple of names that are suddenly out there. And when you look at guys that have won two of the most recent titles in Frank Vogel and Nick Nurse, I would assume those are the two biggest names that are going to start to attract the most attention here. He is Justin Garcia of the Bucks Radio Network. Justin, thanks for hopping on with us on short notice. We appreciate it. No problem, guys. It is 5.56 at WTMJ. For the latest on this story, you can text the word BUD to the Old National Bank talk and text line BUD, 855-616-1620. Check out WTMJ.com or stay up to speed on the WTMJ mobile app.